Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the Land of Bourbon and Bad Decisions. This is Relentless Daring, live on Podbean.com and on the Podbean app. Ladies and gentlemen, I do believe that our Supreme Court has gone and lost its damn mind. And I say this because yesterday there was a... uh, some are calling it a ruling. I'm calling it a non-ruling. When it comes to religious liberty. There's a church in Reno, Nevada. That is uh, petitioning the court for. An emergency injunction on the state's ban. On religious gatherings of more than 50 people. However, casinos have more legal protection in Nevada. Restaurants have more legal protection and standing in Nevada. And I I say this because when Nevada started reopening, there was a, uh, they put a cap on casinos, restaurants, and businesses such as that as having 50%. Okay, they can run at 50% capacity. However, churches, on the other hand, churches are limited at 50 people. Now, I understand that that maybe there's some small churches where, you know, 50 people is, you know, almost the entire church. I got it, but the church in question is in Reno. They have a uh, congregation of about 200 people. And so the 50% marker for them is pushing 100. I say about 200 because I don't, because, you know, these things kind of fluctuate over time between, you know, and based on who's showing up when, all that. But when the church is told, well, no, 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 you can't meet with all these people because it's going to make everyone sick. But people can stack up like cordwood to go into. Uh, Lowe's, Home Depot, Walmart. And granted, you know, maybe they're limiting how many people can go in. 
but that doesn't change the facts that it's a business can let you know up to 50% of their uh, the fire code allowance to come in but the church can't and all the church is looking for now, that pesky equal protection clause in the 14th amendment so that way while they understand you know they're not trying to have everyone at church. They're not trying, you know, but they want more people because, face it, churches need congregants because they tithe. And tithing funds the church. It pays the bills. It, you know, goes into ministries, yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. But, so, the state of Nevada said, no, 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 no. When, when they were petitioned, the state of Nevada, one of their judges said, no, this is a perfectly reasonable uh, ask of the church. How You're crazy to think that you should be able to have 50% of your people show up. And then the Ninth Circuit, they are currently reviewing the case, but they refuse to give the injunction. So that's the reason why they went to the Supreme Court. Well, in a 5-4 split decision, the Supreme Court said, no, 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 we're not going to hear that. We're going to continue. We're not going to you know, listen to your injunction. We're just going to continue to let the uh, Ninth Circuit work it out. And then look at who the fifth person was. You know, obviously, Ruth Bader Ginsburg is going to, you know, go against religious freedom. Sonia Sotomayor, uh, uh, Hagen, or Kagan, she's going to go against it. Yeah, all, all the standard four who are openly defying the Constitution say, "Okay, we understand that you know maybe you don't agree with that, and you." I haven't read their their uh, reasoning. I'm sure it's somewhere along the lines of, well, well, you know, it's it is a case of emergency that allows for, uh, you know, the restriction of the the rights of certain people in these uncertain times. You know, kind of like the uh, Supreme Court said under Korematsu when. The federal government was sued for rounding up all the Japanese. You know, it's a, you know, it's a difficult time, and we're in this together. So round up all those dirty Japanese Americans who might be spying on behalf of uh, Emperor Hirohito. It's the same logic. It's a group of people that uh, Scuba Steve says the standard five. Yes, it is the standard five because we're going to get to him in a minute. It's the same logic. The rights of a certain group of individuals. They are they're allowed to be trampled on. They're allowed to be run roughshod over. They're allowed to be just ripped to shreds because, oh, it's an emergency. We're scared. And the same, the same, you know, 
bury your head in the sand and hope the scary thing goes away. And then we have Justice Roberts. Yes, Chief Justice John Roberts, appointed by George W. Bush to replace the deceased William Rehnquist. John Roberts, as the Chief Justice, sided with the trampling of our rights, and then he doesn't even have the uh, the the testicular fortitude, the cojones, the huevos, the marbles, if you will, to actually explain why. It is constitutional to allow the state of Nevada to continue to trample on the rights of a church. And not just a church, all churches. Again, it's not necessarily just a First Amendment issue. Congress shall make no law prohibiting the prohibiting the free exercise of religion. But, there's also the whole 14th Amendment, that Equal Protection Clause. Because where is the equal protection? Again, you can have people Going into a casino, hundreds of people. Yes, coppers being loud in the other room, I know. Because if you hear the bells ringing in the background, that's Henry saying hello. He's, you know, showing off for the show. It's uh, my producer, the parrot in the other room. You know, you can't have a live show without some animal making noise in the background. But now you have all these casinos, restaurants, that can have tens of people, hundreds of people. Maybe they're not shoulder to shoulder, but they're still coming in relatively close contact in, you know, inside of a you know, air-conditioned, low-humidity building with or without mask. And a, believe it or not, a study in Europe showed that Oh, we have aerosol spread of coronavirus of people who are working eight feet apart while wearing masks. <gasps> Ooh, uh, I guess that kind of goes against the whole wear a mask, keep stay alive argument, but that's a topic for another show. But, you know, you have all these people crammed to a relatively small area, even if they're all spread out or as spread out as you can get them. Whereas in a church where it's a fairly homogenous group of people, these are people who have known each other for a very long time, who they care about the people they're going to church with, so they're going to do everything within their power to protect each other as well as themselves. Whereas you have a crap ton of tourists running through a casino. 
Uh, Steve says, some idiots argue the difference is that uh, casinos bring in revenue, and that's why they can be allowed to hold more people and churches restricted. Yeah, that is a big argument. Uh, I also like to think that you know the state of Nevada has some really big key players in who helps decide these, because crony capitalism is king. Let's face it, uh, nothing happens without big insert lobby group here being involved. In Nevada, big labor. Because how many how many workers in those casinos are members of SEIU, AFL-CIO? Or how many of those restaurant workers are part of the Food Service Workers Union? There's a lot of money to be made there because, well, if you don't have people coming, if you don't have people coming in, our... our you know, our union members aren't working, therefore they're not paying dues. And then, again, another huge lobby, the Nevada gaming industry. That gaming industry is God in Nevada. Because, well, since the silver mines dried up at the end of the 1800s, early 1900s, there's really not much to do to make money in Nevada. And last I checked, the uh, counties where prostitution is legal, none of them are unionized. And there's not enough prostitutes in Nevada to make the, uh, to make the whorehouse industry uh, something to have uh, a lot of viability in Carson City. But it's absolutely mind-boggling to think that, you know, when the perfect opportunity arises to take a clear and decisive stand on behalf of the Constitution, someone who was nominated and confirmed as the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, I mean, forget the fact that the other four who, by the way, all five of these idiots should be impeached because this is a an absolute affront to the Constitution. This isn't a, well, we think the wording means this, we think the wording means that argument. This is a clear violation of, yeah, well, we know your state passed a law that's abridging the ability of people to practice their religion, but we're going to let it stand. We know the 14th Amendment says there should be equal protection under the law. However, some entities are more equal than others. Some entities are more equal than others. Replace entities with animals. And you'll notice... Uh, that uh, sounds a lot like Animal Farm, where some animals are more equal than others. Oh my goodness, everybody's just wanting to cut up and carry on. Dog scratching at the door, little dog wanting to yap at everyone. So, 
I apologize. But, um, but John Roberts, he was appointed as a constitutionalist, as a, as a textualist. That's part of the reason why he had no issues, you know, going through the confirmation process, other than the typical left wing, left wing, right wing squabbling. Oh, pardon me, I'm smacking my microphone around here, but. But really, I think the best dissenting opinion came from Neil Gorsuch, who he's made some rulings I haven't really agreed with and on some pretty shaky logic. But for the most part, some of those rulings I didn't agree with, they were in line with the Constitution, so I really can't fault him there. It's just me me not liking the opinion. But this is the, the one paragraph dissent written by Neil Gorsuch Justice Gorsuch dissenting from denial of application for injunctive relief this is a simple case under the governor's edict a 10 screen multiplex may host 500 moviegoers at any time a casino too may cater to hundreds at once with perhaps Six people huddled at each craps table here, and similar number gathered around every roulette wheel there. Large numbers and close quarters are fine in such places, but churches, synagogues, and mosques are banned from admitting more than 50 worshippers, no matter how large the building, how distant the individuals, how many wear face masks, no matter the precautions at all. In Nevada, it seems, it is better to be in entertainment than religion. Maybe that is nothing new, but the First Amendment prohibits such obvious discrimination against the exercise of religion. The world we inhabit today, with a pandemic upon us, poses unusual challenges, but there is no world in which the Constitution permits Nevada to favor Caesar's palace over Cavalry Chapel. End quote. And truly, how black and white was this? Why, why deny the injunction while the Ninth Circuit figures out, well, uh, is this, uh, is this, is this uh, edict from the uh, governor of Nevada? Is it constitutional or not? It's absolutely, it's absolutely a, a mess to say that, again, as Justice Gorsuch did, entertainment has a higher priority in our society, has a higher priority within the rule of law than what is specifically spelled out in the Constitution is an absolute travesty. All right, I had to get that one off my chest because it has been eating at me and eating at me and eating at me since last night. And oh my goodness.
Um, how in the world do we get to where we're at, though, with all this? And honestly, um, I, I think part of it has a lot to do with who we are sending into office. Because the people who we send into office who either confirm or deny these lifelong appointments, that they're, they're like uh, Chief Justice Roberts. They want their legacy. I want people to remember me. Well, Chief Justice Roberts, you're going to be remembered as a feckless coward who was afraid to stand for the Constitution even when it is perfectly clear where the battle line in this argument is drawn. You just put on your blinders and you walked right past the damn thing, didn't even stop to go, oh, what's this lying on the ground? Uh, Steve says, please, we all know this is one instance even the new Ninth Circuit is going to laugh while they wipe their butts with the Constitution. I agree. I mean, the the Ninth Circuit wouldn't, they wouldn't issue the injunction when the appeal was made to them to look at this law. So, yeah, 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 yeah. We'll, we'll look at the law, but, yeah. Until we decide you're going to follow the, I keep saying law, but perhaps, you know, if we ban certain people from being able to, you know, make laws, being able to appoint or to confirm or deny the appointments of lifetime appointees, that would be nice, wouldn't it? Well, earlier this week, Congressman Louis Gohmert introduced some legislation this is pretty interesting. Uh, the headline, Filled with Racism and Hatred, Louis Gohmert introduces legislation banning Democratic Party from Congress. I, I, I know, I know. You're, you all think I'm reading a Babylon Bee article. Really, I'm not. This is from the Washington Examiner. All right, so again, Washington Examiner, this really happened. Representative Louis Gohmert of the great nation of Texas would like to see the House of Representatives ban the Democratic Party and urge party leaders to change the name of the caucus because the party once supported slavery. Quote, A great portion of the history of the Democratic Party is filled with racism and hatred. Since people are demanding we rid ourselves of the entity, symbols, and reminders of the repugnant aspects of our past, then the time has come for Democrats to acknowledge their party's loathsome and bigoted past and consider changing their party name to something that isn't so blatantly and offensively tied to slavery, Jim Crow, discrimination, and the Ku Klux Klan. On Wednesday, the House voted to take down the statue of former Confederate General Robert E. Lee, as well as 15 other figures on display inside the U.S. Capitol, deeming them insensitive to racial minorities in America. 
Quote, for those of us who are sons of the South, those of us who have endured hardship, discrimination, and a lot of things that are very difficult to even talk about. For this moment in time where we are today, where we are going to start the process of healing and setting the record straight as it relates to the real history of this country, it is fitting and proper that those individuals who fought to keep many of our ancestors enslaved should not have to be recognized in a place where people who do good accept to expect to be recognized, said Representative Benny Thompson, a Democrat. Gomer, a Republican, introduced a resolution Thursday that would ban any names, symbolizes, or mentions any political organization or party that has ever held a public position that supported slavery or the Confederacy. Yeah, um, there's some chatting going on here. Uh-oh. Uh, Steve sa- Scuba Steve says the federal government has forgotten its place. The executive branch legislates by executive fiat. The legislative branch represents the interests and benefactors instead of their constituents. And the judicial branch thinks it's the job to change laws to fit rewrite the Constitution. This is absolutely true. He also says we are beyond the point where this can be fixed by electing the right people, unfortunately. Again, that is also really true because what? Republicans for the past 20 years. Hey, I have to vote Republican because, you know, the the judges. Well, I mean, we, again, going back to the justices. Uh, Kavanaugh has said that in his confirmation hearing that, oh, stare decisis. If, if it's already been decided in the courts and we have to go with that. Oh, okay. Well, according to that. Let's throw out Brown versus Board of Education and we'll go back to uh, Plessy versus Ferguson where, you know, separate but equal, which ironically enough, ironically enough, that is currently a platform that is being held up by the uber progressive left. It's like, oh, well, black people have to have their own. Oh, or I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh my God, I I said something so so offensive. No, you look like an idiot. Where BIPOX, BIPOX, or BIPOX? I yeah, BIPOX, BIPOX. Black, Indigenous persons of color. They have to have. Their own separate graduations, their own separate dorm rooms, their own separate schools. Because they have to be kept away from those evil white people, those dusty ass crackers that they're ruining their lives. Wait, wait, that's that's segregation. I feel like I'm uh, that Nathan Fillion gif, you know, the guy from uh, guy from Firefly, Serenity. Where he's like, wait, uh, uh, trying to figure out the words, kind of pointing because it doesn't make any sense. That's that's how I feel when it comes to a lot of the stuff that's coming out from the left. It's like, wait, hold on a second. We fought in this country to end a lot of the crap you're saying. I mean, you look at the civil rights stuff and 
you know, civil rights stuff with MLK fighting to make the world colorblind. Not in the way that you see people and you don't recognize them for their differences because God made us wonderfully and fearfully in his image. We should be able to look at a person who has a different skin color and say, you know, okay, you have a different skin color. You see that, you recognize that, you appreciate that. You appreciate the struggles they have. You sympathize with things that they have gone through, things they've experienced, because, you know, they're different from you. Nobody has the same upbringing. Nobody has the same background. And frankly, you know, people of color in this country do not always get treated with the respect that they are due as human beings. And in a colorblind society, you see the color of their skin, you recognize the color of their skin, you accept things about them that you cannot that you know you cannot necessarily quantify the the intangibles things that they've experienced you you believe what they've gone through but you don't look at them and make every make every uh, presumption about them because of the color of their skin that is what Martin Luther King Jr. meant by being, he wants, you know, a colorblind society where his children are judged not by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. But now in today's society, you say, well, I'm colorblind. Yes, you may be Hispanic, you may be Asian, you may be black. I treat you all the same. I respect you for who you are, but I'm not going to make any decisions either for you or against you solely on the color of your skin. You say that in today's society and you're a friggin' monster. Uh, there's a little uh, crosstalk going on in the chat room that there needs to be uh, term limits all around. I agree. I'm for the 18-year plan. 18 years seems like a long time, but considering that if you enlist in the military or if you've gone to college and you get your commission, I'm, I'm not going to fault you for, for going to the dark side. The average person will spend, you know, if, if they stay until retirement, they hit their 20, they're done. Which, okay, yeah, maybe an elected official... Yeah, don't let them have 20. Because really they're not doing a whole lot. I say 12 years in the Senate total. 12 years in the House total. And you can't do 12 and then followed by 12 and the other more. Once you have served your 12 years, bye bye Go back home to the farm. <clears throat> but... And, you know, these federal judges, they need, they need, we need to have an amendment that makes all federal and Supreme Court justices only serve 15 years. 15 years seems like a good round number. 
it's long enough that they can affect substantial change, but it's not so long that they get so ingrained in the system where, you know, it's what? Ruth Bader Ginsburg has been has been in Cong or has been on the Supreme Court since nineteen ninety three. So it's almost thirty years she's been on that bench. How far has the world moved in the almost thirty years that she has been on the bench? I mean, even even Clarence Thomas is approaching that thirty year mark. And he's considering retirement. Uh, Justice Alito is considering retirement because they they see that they have been there too long. And I respect their opinion that they have been that they think they've been there too long and they need to go. I think part of it is they also see someone who, well, I'm a conservative. I believe in these conservative things. But for the sake of my legacy, I'm going to vote with those people. And and I think that, you know, that's part of the reason why they're wanting, wanting off. It's like, nope, if someone's going to sit in private meetings and tell us how far on our side he is and then turn around and literally rewrite a bill to make it match the argument that he wants the people defending the bill to make. I mean, who, who do we really need someone who's going out of their way to literally rewrite bills on the bench? That's what I'm saying. All of them who directly attacked the First Amendment of the Constitution, all of them should be impeached. And there needs to be an amendment to limit how long they can serve on that bench before they get completely out of touch and forget what their actual job is. Relentless Daring, and I am launching the brand new RelentlessDaring.com merch shop. Instead of having to go to a third-party vendor, now you can do everything right there at RelentlessDaring.com. If you want to buy merch, go to RelentlessDaring.com slash shop, and there you can get hats, you can get t-shirts, you can get hoodies, you can get coffee cups, you can get stickers. Go there today to show your love for the Relentless Daring podcast, and as always, stay relentless. All right, I'm back. Um, apparently, if you're listening live, you're not getting my bump music. So, um, yeah. If you're not getting the bump music, I don't know what's going on there because I'm hearing it in my headphones, so it's going through the board. So, 
Podcast listeners, yay, you're getting something the live audience isn't getting. Commercials and music. I don't have applause on here. Dang it. No, you look like an idiot. But, so, in the world, <laughs> so, in this world of absolute shenanigans, um, the ultimate of virtue signaling right now is, uh, is the mask. <gasps> you have to wear your mask. <gasps> Where's your mask? Yep. That's all we hear about. And there's been some uh, disturbing videos starting to come out of, like, undercover agent uh, police ticketing people who aren't wearing their masks. Like, okay, um, how about I just go home and screw you and your ticket? Well, this is uh, from... The South Florida Sun Sentinel. Can I sing? I could sing, but I'm not going to because I have a horrible singing voice. Anyways, uh, cops will crack down on wearing masks as part of new wave of enforcement. The cops and code enforcers are watching, ready to find anyone who isn't following the coronavirus rules. That's the message from more and more communities in South Florida this week. Adding to a wave of recent enforcement efforts to slow the spread of the virus, City of Miami Mayor Francis Suarez said on Tuesday that the city has started cracking down on wearing masks. <laughs> Scuba Steve says, Makes me want to carry a lighter again. I'll give those cops a real reason to harass me. I mean, will you be trying to set the cops on fire? That's that's really that's really impolite, bro. Oh my gosh. When you're trying to scroll through an article and it gives you a pop up ad to join our online distribution. Oh, oh, he's going to set the tickets on fire. Womp, womp, womp. Yeah, as I uh, referenced early, earlier uh, in Europe, I don't remember what country it was, there's a factory worker where everyone on the plant is wearing masks. They're all, you know, socially distanced, like eight feet apart, and there was aerosolized spread of coronavirus from one worker to another while wearing masks. Again, it's all virtue signaling. And as and I, I just want to like make a design for the uh, merch shop and start selling masks. Ooh, obey, that would be a good one. Uh, however, the uh, the people who hold the rights to they live might get a little offended if I use one of the hidden messages that Roddy or Rowdy Roddy Piper could see when wearing the special sunglasses. I was going to say, have it say virtue signal or I don't work. <laughs> Scuba Steve, I thought Europe was one, just one big happy country now, except for Great Britain. 
Who knows what they're doing anymore? Um, I heard they're having an election every week for the next 300 weeks because that's what Great Britain does. I mean, they really get a government they don't like. They're just, screw it, we're going to go do a new one. All right, so anyways, a team of 39 police officers will be dedicated solely to enforcing mask violations. Miami officers will fine people $100 for not wearing their masks the first and second time. The third offense will be met with arrest or a notice to appear. Oh, please, for the love of God, arrest me. And then try to put a mask on my face because, hey, is my body my choice, right? Right? Who's with me? Anyone? Hello? Hello, anyone? Hello? No. Apparently, no one is with me about my body, my choice. Son of a gun. No, you look like an idiot. Thanks, producer. So, here's what's underway with enforcement across South Florida. Oh, Broward County. Broward County residents can expect an increased police and code enforcement presence this week, all of them enforcing the county's emergency orders, said Broward County Mayor Dale Holness. <laughs> Lady Dice says, Great Britain or United Kingdom? Need mail for my passport. Eh, passport, smashport. Free travel. Open borders. Yeah, man. Hippie stock. Waste of time. When we didn't like the British government, we revolted. Haven't had an issue with the British government since 1776. Maybe they should try that. That would be interesting to watch Britain. I think Britain could actually take most of the uh, mainland Europe with their military. Yeah, I have a lot of respect for them. Served side-by-side in Afghanistan with Brits. Although he kept offering me a cup of tea. And that's not cup of tea, cup of tea. Two words. He always said like one. And then anytime I told him some good news, it's always, cheers, mate. Okay, cool, cheers, yay. (laughs) And biscuits. No, he never offered biscuits. Of course, I don't think he had a way to make good biscuits. He just had to use store-bought cookies from the PX. And yeah, who wants those besides me? But, yeah, anyways, so Broward County, they're going to increase police and code enforcement. Yeah. Over the weekend, 40 businesses countrywide were closed for not following, or countywide were closed for not following the orders. Well, you know what? You can take your order and stick them up your nose. And hopefully take the mask with it because it'll probably be in the way. Yeah, you know, and it's just you know Broward County, Fort Lauderdale, Miami Dade County. Miami's looking into banning private parties of more than ten people, resembling acts taken by Broward County last week. Broward's emergency order similarly similarly says that private gatherings at residential properties, whether they may be inside or outside, cannot have more than ten people. You know what? If I was them. I would carpool to people's houses, like, hey, come to the house. And you pull into the garage, everyone unloads, and you go get the next bunch. And you go get the next bunch. So you have like 50 or 60 people there. Damn the man, save the empire. 
Again, in Palm Beach, more city, more craziness. Uh, city of Boca Raton Mayor Scott Singer said this city has seen, quote, continuous enforcement, end quote, by city police officers and code enforcement throughout the pandemic. Officers in Boca Raton have not been solely assigned to enforce the mask rule. We continue to collaborate and coordinate with other local governments, including the county and other cities and counties in the region, for the best comprehensive response. That's something we've pressed from the start. Oh, my goodness. It's, just, it's absolute insanity. Mask. Where's the mask? Where's the mask? Well, I have a question. If the masks are saving people's lives, and it's going to stop the virus now, <clears throat> where the hell was everyone preaching masks in March, in April, May? <gasps> You have to wear the mask. You have to wear the mask. No, no, no. It was masks. Ladies and gentlemen, masks don't work. We have to save them for the we have to save them for the healthcare workers and first responders, those people who are going to be right there in the thick of things. We just can't be sprint can't be all buying up the the N ninety five masks all willy nilly and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lady Die called them face diapers. Sound yeah seems legit. I uh, uh, to quote Judge Mills Lane, I'll allow it. But absolute insanity. We I remember a month into all the pandemic stuff when stores started putting up the plexiglass after the virus has supposedly been going around for the last. Four to five weeks. I'm I'm sorry. The, the horse is out of the barn. The barn is on fire and is seconds away from collapsing as we speak. I think masks and plexiglass and... You will hand sanitize before you touch the credit card reader. You know, all this stuff no longer makes sense because... It's already out there. It's already here. Uh, Lady Dye says that her uh, hospital makes her wear makes them wear the uh, the cloth mask. Yeah, there's people where I work who the ones who work in close proximity to other people they have to wear the uh, like the cloth neck gaiters. Which are far more useless than the cloth masks, but whatever makes you feel safe. Oh, poor Steve. He's in the uh, he's in the military, so he has to do the same. He has to wear the face diapers. I'm exempt at work because I have a job where I sit in a cab by myself all day, and rarely come in contact with other people. Other than, you know, in passing, like if I go in to use the restroom or something. So, I at least avoid those shenanigans. Yay! But, with all the talk about the mask stuff. How many people, like back in March. If we were told, we, we're not going to shut anything down. But you have. But if you're going to go out, you know, you're going to go to the movies, you're going to go grocery shopping, you're going to go to the hardware store, you're going to go to the library. You have to wear a mask. 
We know it's an inconvenience. We know you probably don't like it. But we think this is an honest attempt to stop the, to slow the spread of this virus without having to shut the economy down. How many of us would have done it? I would have. I would have pissed and moaned the entire time, but I would have done it. Because, like, you know what? You know, my 78-year-old next-door neighbor, he's concerned about his health, and, you know, he... You know, he drives a bus that takes Medicare patients to doctor appointments and to V and uh, and vet disabled veterans to appointments at the VA hospital. You know, he said, "You know what? I only do this part time um, for however long. Give my give my passengers to somebody else. I have vacation time. I will. I'll just use up vacation time, and you know." Let them have it because I'm concerned about myself. That is called being prudent. And because we make meals for him and we routinely eat dinner with him, for his benefit, I would have gladly worn a mask if that was what was asked of me so we didn't have to shut everything down. And I don't think anyone would make the argument that Oh my gosh, that's horrible. Because at that point, it wasn't virtue signaling. It was, we legitimately didn't know. And so, hey, this is a good faith effort on all of our parts to, uh, you know, to protect each, other, protect each other and ourselves. So, it's kind of crazy. You know, we've gone from, you know, Oh, you don't need to wear it to, if you don't wear it, you're going to go to jail. You know, it's absolute insanity. It's, you know, joke about virtue signaling all 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 the time, but, you know, how often do you see, like, a legitimate virtue signal? An actual physical object where you point to and go, hey, you're virtue signaling. Kind of like how, uh, how about like the uh, the Pope King, Anthony Fauci, wearing his Washington Nationals face mask while standing by himself on the pitcher's mound and then wildly throwing the ball off to one side. And then he sits in a group of three people One person is not wearing a mask at all. One person does have a mask on. And Dr. Fauci, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I misspoke when Pope King's Fauci is wearing his mask like a damn chin strap. Either you need the mask to stay alive, or you don't. Or you at least have the self-awareness to realize that, you know, I'm out here, I'm a very public figure. What I say and what I do matters. So I'm going to leave this mask on. But fortunately... He can only he can only you know pee on us and tell us it was raining for so long, 
before he ran out of urine. All right, that's going to wrap it up for this week. Again, everyone who's listening live, thank you so very much for tuning in. Steve, thank you so much. Great commentary from everyone everyone there in the uh, chat room. Sean, you're Sean. God bless you. Bless your heart. (laughs) I pick on Sean because I've known him for a very long time. He's a really great dude. Um. But anyway, if you're listening to this on podcast, you know, if your podcast player allows for you to rate and review, please leave a five-star rating, leave a nice review, because, you know, that five-star rating helps, you know, put the podcast out there to more people. And then you leave a nice review, and then, you know, people read that and they go, oh, well, people seem to generally... Seem to generally like his show, except for that one guy. Huh. That one guy really doesn't like the show. That's crazy. And then you make your decision based on that if you want to listen. Or they make their decision based on that if they want to listen. So that's really helpful. Uh, Another thing that really helps to, to grow the show is to share it with a friend. Preferably someone who, you know, thinks along our lines. But if you really want to be helpful, share it with someone who doesn't think like this at all. Your most liberal, crazy friend, send this send this show link to them. Drive them nuts because the spreading of hate and discontent. It's what I do, yo. <laughs> oh, Lady Dice says, that one guy sucks. Yes, the joys of making the internet trolls angry. They will find your podcast and they will leave a nasty review out of spite. Again, uh, the show is funded by you all, the listener. If you would like to donate to the show, if you go to relentlessdaring.com at the top of the page, you will see a donate button. And through that, you can send a donation. It can be a one-time donation. You can set up a recurring donation. And from there, you know, all that goes into helping the show out. It buys updated equipment. It replaces stuff that gets broke. Like, I have a pop filter. If you're listening going, wow, every time he says a word with a P, you can tell when he's looking at the microphone because it's blowing my eardrums out. Yeah, my pop filter broke. So, that might be the next thing to get replaced. Again, the joys of live internet radio. (laughs) Only pick on me and be nice about it. Well, you know, there's other people I pick on. You just happen to be here, Sean. Um, But, uh, again, also you can click on the shop button up there. You can buy t-shirts, buy hats, coffee mugs. Again, it's all stuff that goes into the show to make it a better experience for you, the listener. Um, and right now I'm working, I'm trying to expand the, uh, the base on where this is available. I'm not going to say where just yet because I don't want to jinx it. And my luck is that I would completely jinx it and 
get a really nasty email saying no, they don't want to carry the show. But oh, Lady Dice isn't breaking up the joys of the internet. I apologize again. Thank you all so much for listening this week. I can't wait to come back next week and do it all again. Anyways, go out there, kick butt, take names, and as always, stay relentless. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 